0: You are about to enjoy a presentation recorded at the 2022 Michigan Conference Camp Meeting held at Cedar Lake, Michigan. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen.
1: Father in heaven, we just wanna thank you so much for being with us throughout this week. And Lord, today is um, the last day of this training. Father, you know that um, we're gonna be talking about how can we strengthen the families in our local church and community And as we do that, we just ask for your presence to be here in a powerful way. I thank you for each one that is here. Uh, They wouldn't be here if they didn't have a heart for you and a desire to uh, minister to others. So just as we talk today and as we discuss and share, we ask that you will just give us your thoughts and your words and your ideas. And thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I imagine that the reason you are here. Uh, And have been coming throughout the week is because you do have a desire and a burden to help strengthen the families in your churches. How many of you are actually the family ministry leaders? Okay, you? All right. Now, you guys said you were from Illinois. How many are here in Michigan? Are you? Okay, in what church? Cedar Lake. Cedar Lake. Perfect. I'm going to be my husband. Okay, wonderful. Okay. I have resources up here for all of you, yes? And you you guys as well, okay, wonderful. The rest of you, we're just excited that you're here, and um, I also will have resources for you as well if you're interested when we're done. So, because we're doing this training, I need to go through some of this, but I will digress from this Book. so if you do have, <laughs> if you do have the, the workbook, we will be doing some things that are not exactly in the book. So, sometimes when you guys have, um, or you guys, we have a nominating committee, and, and I've been on several, and you look at all the different list of of possible job opportunities, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> ministry opportunities. Nobody ever wants to take family ministries, and I don't know why. <laughs> they feel like it's just overwhelming. And you know what, if you were to actually think about it in those terms, yes, it could be overwhelming because there is so much dysfunction, there are so many you know, things happening and whatever. But the good news is you don't have to know anything. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have skill in any special area um, or anything like that. The only thing that you need to have is a willing heart and a love for the Lord and a desire to work for Him. That's all you need. And so that's where we're going to start is that you have a desire. They are starting out with a scripture, but everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. And obviously, when you're on a a committee and you're, you're part of a team, which being the director of family ministries or being women's ministries or being the leader of any of the ministries, you don't, hopefully, you're not doing it all by yourself. You need to develop a team, and that's part of what we're going to be talking about. But first of all, they wanted me to show you the family ministries quick start guide and i have one for all of you that are interested and what this quick start guide is is it just has very briefly um, the different things to how to get started just in a nutshell this is a very helpful little book so if you want one of these i have some for each one Um, Also, another resource that they have put together, and it's different every single year, it's called the Family Ministries Handbook. Now they used to, you know, and I'm not sure if they still actually produce them, but they used to produce them and then we could buy multiples of them and get a good price if we bought a lot of them and then send them out to each Family Ministry Director. Now they have it online. (laughs) This is how big it would be if you were to print it off. And this is front and back. So I have a paper here that will give you the website where you go, and you can actually print this off. And I will have it up here so you can actually look through it and just get an idea of what kind of things are in it. It's very Actually, it's very helpful because um, it has... It's called the Family Resource Book. It will have sermons in it. It will have children's stories. It will have... um, just all, all different kinds of resources. And at the back of it, it has an appendix that has um, different, different things to help you with, you know, family ministry statement and um, for child abuse, all kinds of stuff, to, statements on family and home. Uh, they have evaluations, family ministry interest surveys, profile, all kinds of stuff like that. So I'll have that up here and you can look at it, but you can also just go online and you'll be able to get this. So instead of actually buying these for everybody and mailing them out, which that got really pricey, now you can just download your own. Again, you don't want to try to do this on your own. You want to develop a team. And when you're developing your team, these are some of the ones these are some of the leaders in your church. Now, obviously, in smaller churches, you're not going to have all of these different people. Um, you know, the home is, I mean, sometimes you will have a community services leader, but not always, not all churches have them. Um, I have seen very few churches that have a men's ministries leader. Uh, that's a huge need, but in singles as well, you don't see a lot of that. But these are some different ones that would be good to have on your team if you happen to have them. And you know what? They don't have to be the leader. If you can find somebody who has a burden for those different, um, like one single person, they don't have to be the leader of anything. But if you can get a cross section of different people, somebody who's been divorced, they're going to have a better idea of how you can meet needs and how you're going to be able to minister to those who are struggling in that area. Um, You would like to have, if you had a community services person, that's a great, great person to be on your team. Personal ministries, you know, we want our families, and Amy Austin has been doing a class all week long on how your family can um, use outreach to out in the community, amazing. Um, So personal ministries, if you work with them, you know, as part of your team, you can come up with some great ideas. The Sabbath School, uh, ways to implement um, families into your church program. Uh, the Family Ministries Leader, it would be ideal if you could be a couple, just like you guys are, because it's really nice to have, you know, the male female perspective. You're a you're a team, you're a, you know, and obviously you would want to have a strong marriage yourself. You're going to want to be a, you know, a, a, an example to the people that you're ministering to. So let's talk about what your job is and what it's not. If you are not a trained counselor, please do not try to counsel somebody. Refer them to the pastor or a trained counselor because that is something that most of us are not equipped. Now, there's times when, again, say that you've been through a divorce or say you know, you've been through different situations. Of course you can share your, you know, what you've been through and the things that, that helped you. This isn't what we're talking about. We're talking about when somebody is in actual crisis and you know, they may come to you and say they're thinking of committing suicide or whatever. Those are the kind of things that most of us are not equipped to handle. And so you're not expected to be responsible for that kind of stuff. You need to refer them. And we'll get into this a little bit later of places that you can um, refer them to. Um, Your role is to be a resource person, to provide information on the different professionals that are out there. Develop a list of, qual- of qualified Christian counselors in your community. So, that is something that is really important. And there, we'll be putting a list up there, and it's also in your workbook. Develop a list of other social service agencies and aid in your local community, such as homeless shelters, Alcoholics Anonymous, Unemployment Office, Abuse Hotlines, etc. This is a little activity. And those of you that have been here all week know that this class, you are supposed to do an activity together. So what they're wanting us to do is to think about all the resource lists that, we, that you think would be helpful, that we could have on hand. And remember, it's better to have them now than to wait until a crisis develops. And then they want us to think of places that may be helpful to assist us to put that information together. So, instead of dividing up into little groups and stuff, what I'd like us to do is think about some of the different resources. So let's think about some of the resources as a family ministries leader or just as somebody, you know, this, again, you don't have to be the family ministries leader to put some of this stuff together, because resources are always wonderful to have on hand, no matter if that's your title or it is not your title. So while, while we're waiting, um, be thinking about what are some resources that you can think of that would be really important to have in your church on hand that you could refer people to. Does anybody have any ideas? What are some resource um, resources and numbers that we could have on hand? A local homeless shelter. Good. Food banks. Okay, professional counseling. And, you know, it's better to have... Christian counselors, if we can. Women's shelters, that's really good. OK? Oh, you were going to say women's shelters. Mhm: Yeah, that's really good. Food stamps and: Yes, that's really good. Yes. Yes. that's really good. OK? Anybody else?: Yes, legal counsel. Yes. Mental health. So these are just a few. Now these are national. Also, the, you'll you'll be getting information on on the um, North American Division Family Ministries website, and that's where they have a Christian counselor list, and it's for the entire United States. So you just plug in what state, what city, and then it's supposed to pull up Christian counselors in your area. Okay, and also. Um, It's kind of, it's a little bit out of date right now, but Lori Snaiman, when they were here, I don't know if you guys remember Lori Snaiman, she put together a counselor list for the state of Michigan, a Christian counselor list. We still have that, but nobody has, you know, actually in the last few years gone through it to see if these people are still, you know, working or whatever. But she had gone through an actual list of these people, and she had actually called to find out what was their specialty and what were the kinds of things, you know, um, well, not only what they specialize, but, um, you know, she had a whole list of questions to ask a counselor. We do still have that list, but again, it's not as up to date as when she was here and keeping it up to date, but it's still, we do still have that and it's on the conference website. So, it's under the ministerial department. So if you're interested in checking that out, you would go to the MISDA, www.misda.org, and you would go to ministerial, and then under that you would see Christian counselor list. And that's for this, that's just for the state of Michigan. But the one that, that um, the North American division has put out is for the whole um, United States. And so then you just plug in your your state and city. All right. Well, the next thing that they were talking about, but before I go to that, um, and you guys did great, I would also recommend, and they didn't put that in, this in here, but how many of you actually have a lending library in your, in your church? Okay, great. There. Now, there's been kind of a You know, I have a a large lending library at the office, at the conference office, and I used to promote it and bring it to things. And then um, this last year, there's been some controversy about several different authors and people that um, I highly recommended their resources. And um, anyway, I decided to stop (laughs) promoting some of the resources. And I can tell you, just because some resource is put out by Adventists does not mean that it is, you know, whatever. I don't know (laughs)
2: know how to say
1: it. Yeah, it's not the Bible and it's not the spirit of prophecy. So um, when you, if you do have a lending library and you are promoting, or not promoting, but you are putting out resources, I would highly recommend that you have some kind of a disclaimer right there in the book or video, DVD, video, whatever. (laughs) There are still videos out there, believe it or not. DVDs, any of those, have a disclaimer that, you know, says we are recommending, you know, you to glean what you can out of these, but we are not endorsing, you know, whatever. So go by your biblical principles and take it for what it's worth, but we are not endorsing this. So we just, it's there for reference. And, you know, it's amazing. There's so many resources out there, and some of them just have so much good in them, and they'll just be little things, you know, and you're like, hey. But you can still gain good out of of some of it. So, you know, you don't want to shy away from, from all of it. Okay, the next thing is defining the needs in your congregation, so what kind of families are in your church? So this, you know, some of our churches have lots of young families with children. Some of them have, um, some are just very small. There might be only 10 people in your church. I don't, I don't know what the dynamics of, of this group is. Some of you have um, a lot of elderly. There's, so what you're gonna wanna do some of you may have, like the Cedar Lake Church, you end up getting, you know, you have a wide variety, but you also, through the school year, you have all of the students here. So you might want to put on different things that would, you know, that they could also come to. Um, so what they have done for us, and you, you can take some of these. I, I printed off masters for you. They're actually in your book, but I did these so that if you wanted to take them home and make a make copies or whatever, and you can also download these. So you can you can actually download these off of the website that the North American Division website. One is the Family Ministries Church Survey. So this is for your church. And it's really important because one of the first things that you want to do, and that's what that quick start guide is going to tell you, is to survey your church. Because it gives you a better idea of who, what kind of needs you need to meet. Okay, So this, I don't think it shows it. No, nope, it doesn't show it. All righty. Um, so this one has the age groups. It has the name, the birth date, the relationship, whatever, of the members in the household. And then it has all kinds of different ones that they can check, preparation for marriage, communication, parenting teenagers, preparation for retirement, divorce recovery. I mean, it just has a whole long list. Then it asks what time of day is best for you to attend. So you're you're trying to figure out, okay, what are, because if you're going to plan, an event or plan something, you want to make it when the most people are gonna be able to attend and things like that. So that's what this um, survey does, and I would highly recommend that you do that. And even if you're not the family ministries director, work with your pastor, work with some other people in you know in your church, and do a survey and just kind of assess the needs of your of your congregation. And that's gonna help you a lot to be able to know what kind of programming you're gonna wanna do. There's also a Family Ministries Community Survey. This survey would be one that you would take around in the community and find out, okay, what are the needs in our community? So what are some of the things that we uh, would want to have that would draw the community in, okay? So I have a bunch of these up here, so you're, you're welcome to take those when this is over. All right, so once you've done your assessment and you've figured out, okay, these are, these are the dynamics of our church, then you're going to want to start planning. Okay, so with your assessment, you're finding out who your target audience is. Then you'll figure out, okay, what kind of programming do we wanna do? The time frame for the program, now that's kind of important because when you do that survey, you're going to find out, okay, what's the best time of day for most of the people, like say it's parents, well, obviously if they have small children and you're doing a parenting thing and the kids go to bed at seven, you don't want to start, you know, The parenting thing, you know, so you might want to think, oh, maybe, you know, Sabbath afternoon would be good and we can provide something for the children or, do you know what I mean? So it's going to be a, and then you need to figure out what kind of communica- information you want to communicate. Um, and also, you can't do this alone. <laughs> so this is where your team comes in. You're gonna to wanna to get your team together and always include your pastor. It's really important to make sure that the pastor is on board and that you guys are working together. And another thing that's really important is some churches have like a a church calendar and you know like they've plotted the whole year out. Some have just plotted it out by the month. Okay, we know this and this and this and this is happening. Well, obviously, you don't want to plan something that's going to fall on some other, you know, event. That's, that's something like we do in the conference office. So each of our departments, we have so many things going on all the time. And we try to make sure that, like, say, I'm having a marriage retreat, that that doesn't fall on men of faith. Or, you know what I mean? You don't want to be taking people away from... You know, so you want as you want as many people. So the same thing applies in your church. You want to try to look, have a calendar, and make sure that you're not going um, at the same time as something else that's important. Okay, another thing is, is you've got to figure out where are we getting, where are we getting the materials, where are we getting the um, the presenters, where are we, you know, what what are we using? Are we going to use a DVD series? And we're going to lead out. Are you bringing in a presenter? Are you going to, um, you know, have a meal? Are you going to have childcare? Is there going to be, you know, same as as would happen if you guys were planning, a, you know, what do you call those revelation series or those kind of things? You know, there's a lot of planning that goes into those kind of things, and obviously, um, some of these you don't have to do quite that intense, but um, are you going to charge any money for it? Say you're doing a class, and there's workbooks. Is the church going to pay for the workbooks? Or are you going to charge a small fee and, you know, and you know sometimes, I know this sounds crazy, but sometimes free is not always the best. Sometimes if somebody has to pay a little bit, Um, they feel like they got more out of it. I guess I don't know. They feel like they invested in it a little bit more. So, um, but that's another thing that you would want to work on is having a budget for family ministries. So I don't know. You know, within your church, that's that's another. You'd work with the finance committee or finance committee. You'd work with the, um, yeah, the treasurer and the. Um, you know, the church treasurer and the pastor and whatever, to get a budget. And if you don't have a budget and if, it's, if that doesn't seem important, because some some churches, you know, they are so small, they just don't feel like it's that important or whatever, you might have to do some fundraising and, you know, get some funds. So, alright. Um, also, finding um, People to help, leaders and helpers. Will you have support for this? Um, And then, um, okay, decide on the time, place, fees, and other details. All right, the next thing is marketing. You may have planned the most wonderful program, and you may have all of these details down, but if nobody shows up, it's all a waste. (laughs) And so, that is huge in getting the information out there, okay? That's one way, person to person. Sometimes that's the best. You invite your neighbors, you invite your family, you invite friends, coworkers, whatever. Sometimes that is you know, the best way to get people to come. Direct mail, now the mail prices keep going up and up and up and that, you know, and people seem to be on social media a lot nowadays, so, um, you can do signs, posters, flyers, and brochures. I'm just going to share this with you guys because over the years when I would make all these posters and applications and all that kind of stuff and I would mail them out to all of the bulletin secretaries and all of the whoever, uh, pastors and and. Uh, Jim and I would go to churches, different churches, and I would be like, where's my advertising? <laughs> Nothing was up. Nothing was ever in the bulletins. I'm just going to be super honest with you. It ruined my Sabbath. <laughs> I just. My husband's like, honey, let it go. And I'm like, Arr. I actually even had, I can't believe I'm going to share this, but I, actually, I had a, a, um, a bulletin secretary I knew her, and I just said, "I said I just I didn't see the advertising up." I said, "You know, did you get it? Did you did you get it the the posters and stuff?" She goes, "Yeah, but we don't have anybody that'd want to go to that." And I was like, "Okay, well, you know," (laughs) so um, that's kind of some of the things that happened. But anyway. So social media, I am not a big social media person. I do not, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not, you know, I don't do any of that kind of stuff. But if that's the way that you need to advertise to get your stuff out there, then that's what we need to do. And these news releases and broadcast media, you know, with Strong Tower Radio, uh, when I listen to it, I actually hear Holly sometimes (laughs) say, hey, there's gonna be da-da-da-da somewhere, you know? So if you can get things advertised, free radio, you know, over the radio or whatever, um, sometimes you have to pay to advertise. Uh, That's not your best way, but... And then the website, your church website, and social media. I feel like nowadays, social media is probably, and word of mouth, are probably your best ways to, to get it out there. If you have a church newsletter... Some of your churches are bigger and you have newsletters. Some of you have that one call or the whatever it's, yeah. And that goes out and then people know what's happening, things like that. That's, those are good ways as well. But um, really the direct mail anymore, people will set it aside and then like, eh, that's, and throw it in the trash or whatever. That's expensive. It's expensive to, to put together all of that stuff and then, you know, it, I just don't feel like that's the way to advertise anymore. So what we have done now from uh, on the conference level when we're advertising things, we send it out to all the bulletin secretaries by email, and we also send it to the pastors, and we send it to family ministry leaders. And then the Lord has just filled up all of the spots. And I just don't worry. I gave it to Him, and just because... I could tell you every single person in our conference office of the of the directors we were frustrated all the time because our stuff wasn't getting you know put up and, and whatever and it's expensive and it takes it out of our budget. <laughs> and if you have a family ministry budget and you know you're wasting it all on advertising and it's not helping. So anyway, I also, said Also if you have digital signs because more and more Yes. Yes, she just said, if you have a digital sign for your church, that's a great way to advertise. So that's, thank you for that. That was good. Okay. Also, the kind of information that you would be wanting to share with them. So as you're doing your marketing, what are you wanting to share? Okay. first of all, you want to let them know what you're offering. Who's invited? Are children invited? Is it, you know what I mean? Like, when will it be held? Where will the event be held? And why would they benefit from coming to this? Sometimes you can make something sound so important and needed, they're like, wow, I don't wanna miss that. I need that, you know? So it's all in the way that you word your advertising too. It's very helpful. So those are, Those are some of the things that you'd wanna think about. Okay, now the implementation, evaluation, and follow-up. Once you've gotten all the people to help you and you've got your program figured out and everything, okay, let's do this activity. Let's pretend you have a family ministry event in your church and pretend that the group at your table, which we're not at tables, so um, you're the committee though. All of you guys are the committee. And think through the steps. And then look at a sample using a parenting seminar as the event we're planning. Okay, so we're planning a parenting seminar. And we are going to see, I want you to think about what are the things that we would need for that and who would be responsible. So you're having a parenting seminar. These are the people that are responsible for it. Um, Who's your target audience? The date and the time, this is just a, a general one. But I want you guys to come up with, that's just to give you an idea, okay? So let's, where would we start? If we were gonna plan an event, where should we, where would, where would you start? If you're planning an event, wait, hold on. First of all, who, who is, first of all, you need to develop your team. So who, in your church, who can you think of would be on your team? Um, the church board would probably be a good place to start because okay. you're a position on your church board, mm-hmm. and ideally most of these ministries represented would have somebody involved on your mm-hmm. board, mm-hmm. and you can go from there. Okay, good. All right. What, what do you think would be the next step then? Uh, you would probably need to know what the events about. If it's about young children or maybe uh, pregnant women or if it's about teens, and that would also help who you want on it is somebody that has experience with young children or Mm -hmm. with teenagers or, so you Mm -hmm. need to know what program you're offering first. That's good, that's a good point. That is a good point, okay.
2: You want to make sure the pastor or the community service um, director is there or the personal ministry Leader.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what would your next step be? Because you've done your, you've already done your survey. Okay. So you've assessed what the needs are in your congregation, and so now um, you're getting your team together. Now we've got our team together. Now, what would you do? What do you need to do next? Once you've got your your team and you you know what your what you're planning, and they're telling us we're planning a parenting seminar. <laughs> so we're using that as our as our base. What do we do? What do we need to do next? Okay.
0: Uh, when and where and who are invited, and how that inviting is going to happen.
1: Okay. But also, you have to appoint people. Who's going to make the advertising Who's going to put out the advertising? Who's going to, do you know what I'm saying? Who's? So we have to plot out who's doing all of these things.
2: You would sit with your team and kind of like discuss on how to plan it out and organize it and assign as each person an assignment and then come mm-hmm. back and communicate with each other to see if that's all will work out together and in it. Does that sound good to you guys?
0: Um, I don't know if you want to wait till they get back together again because that's going to be kind of a long process. Maybe you should, if you're clever enough to plan ahead, bring that, give that information to the people who are coming so maybe they'll have a little lead time on what some of the roles that are gonna be asked.
1: This might have already been decided already, but um, you know whether or not this is gonna be for the community or whether it's going to be in reach for the church. But I guess maybe we already know it's gonna be community since we did community surveys, but anyway, yeah. No, it, that's another thing you have to decide because maybe you aren't to the level of doing the community survey yet. Maybe all you've done is, is do the, the church survey and found out, okay, because sometimes if you can meet the needs of, you know, your own congregation first and that might help them to be more ready for community outreach. but if it's something that would be beneficial to all, everybody, you might want to open it up to, to the community so that's another thing that you would have to think about. I mean, there's a lot of different events that we can do that are perfect for bringing people to perfect that their lead-in steps to, you know, our, our um, seminar, you know, the, I can't think what you call them. Yes, our, our prophecy seminars. Um, whether or not we're going to have a limit on how many people can attend? You need to figure out what's needed, uh, the size room, if you need paper, if you need food, if you mm-hmm. need a babysitter. Mm-hmm. So, it's, you can set a, so that then you can set a budget. Yep, good job. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm back there. Just along those lines, as far as materials, will you charge whoever comes for those materials or will it be free? No. Let's see how you guys have been doing so far. <laughs> okay, you got your, what you're gonna do, you've got your targeted audience, you have your date and your time when it's gonna start. And end, okay registration. Is there going to be a registration so that you can get adequate materials? And then are you going to charge for those? You said that. Um, Who's going to do the registration? Are you going to do an online registration? Are people going to sign up ahead of time? Are they just going to register when they come to the event? If they register online and that gives you a better idea of how many people are going to come, that can be helpful. (laughs) It's kind of funny. They used they used, for illustrations, people in the North American Division office. So <laughs> they, they did this as a, an example. Will the presenter be having handouts? And if they do, who's making those? Are they going to bring them with them? Or are you going to make those? Are you going to have a meal? Sometimes you can do, a, like a, say, a parenting event or something like that, and because families are so busy, it's sometimes it's really nice to say, just come on up, come on for dinner, supper, whatever you want to call it. And then we'll have um, some childcare and we'll have this, this presentation afterwards, you know? So those are the, and then who's going to make the food? Who's, are we going to bring in pizza and just have, you know, veggies and whatever? Are we going to do a meal? Um, those are all things you have to think about. What kind of technology are we going to need? And somebody needs to, ahead of time, make sure it works. <laughs> so um, who's going to have it all set up? Because yeah, you don't want to get to the event, and everybody's sitting there waiting with bated breath and nothing works. Because <laughs> had that happened, who are your presenters going to be? Dr. Claudio and Pamela Kinsweger said that they will be willing to come. So. <laughs> uh, all right, and then your marketing methods and again that 's totally up to you guys, how you want to market it, but again, I feel like um, if your church has a newsletter or something like that, if this is a within church thing, put it in your bulletin, have it on your newsletter, put it out there if if people have um, you know the one call or whatever it is but and continually keep putting it out there because people forget for whatever reason. You know, when our lives are so busy, they're like, "Oh no, there's this thing," and I did, you know, made plans for something else. So you want to put that out there, and continue to put it out there, so so people remember. And how do you want to evaluate it? Do you want to have a survey at the end to just see if it if it met people's needs? Uh, For the marriage retreats and for the family retreat, I always have a survey at the end and allow people to just share things that were you know meant the most not meant the most but bless them the most or or if they have suggestions if they have things that they think could be changed whatever Um, also you might want to as a group afterwards you want to talk about okay what worked well? What didn't work well? You know, what could we do different next time? Um, you know, you always want to be improving and always be trying to to do better, and then review the results of it and plan events based on interest. So while you're while those people are, you know, they've shared their. What their interests are and everything, you're also going to get a good idea of um, how it went when you do a debriefing as well. So yes. You
2: get all the slides
1: just to that actually should be in your book. Oh, it's not. Oh yeah. Well, that's for you to fill it out. So in that book, yeah, that's for you. OK, so we're going to wrap up now with um, the last part, and then there's one closing activity. Being a family ministry's leader is a sacred calling, and if God has given you a passion for this ministry, then He will bless your efforts. Allow Him to guide you as you move forward in your plans to incorporate this important ministry in your church plans. Now, I just want to say that if you are doing anything at all, it's better than nothing at all. Don't feel like you have to put on these amazing programs and you have to you know, do all of these things. First and foremost, you want to be a resource. So it's really important that you get your resources together, whether it's, you know, we you guys named a whole bunch of different resources. That's really important because people need to know where to go. You can't do all of that. You can't, you know, <laughs> do all the things that these, all of these places that have these resources. So first of all, I would say get your get your resources together so that you're able to minister to these people. The other thing is, is anything that you do is better, again, is better than nothing. I have a book here, and I've given it to some of you. But it's called Putting Families First, How Family-Friendly Churches Grow. And this is an excellent book. It's, it talks about how to help you as a church Put families have families participating and making it more family friendly. Have your families pick up the offering. You could have the family pick up the offering. The mom and dad can help the kids. You know, don't we? Sometimes I think we feel like that it's more um, sacred or whatever. I don't know. We have to have just the elders and just the deacons pick up the offering and things like that. No, families. The more families are used in the church, whether they're all up there, the whole family is leading out in song service, if they're the greeters for the day. There's nothing more welcoming than little kids. They love to, you know, greet people and stuff. So as a family, have families be greeters. The different positions in the church, other than the pastor and stuff like that, use your families as much as possible. And another thing, um, so that's one thing that this book talks about. It's really good, just about ways to involve families. Because I can tell you the more that kids are involved, the more that you're young, even the little kids, the more that they're involved in church, the more they're going to want to be there because they feel needed, they feel wanted. And I don't know, I can't remember what church it was that Jim and I went to one time. But they had every single kid in the church. And there was probably, I don't know, there was at least 12, 12 little kids. And they did all of the, I don't know what the term is, the introid and the whatever. They all stood like a little choir. And they, they did the, whatever. It was precious. They did all of the intros and, and after the prayer, the main prayer, then they did the, I don't know the terms for these, and I've been going to church for my whole life. <laughs> yes, whatever. That's, um, but I can tell you that those kids, they sang their little hearts out. And I bet you they were never late to church because they were important and they had to be there. And so, um, anyway... That's, that was just something that I was just so impressed with. So, our last activity, and some of you have not been here all week, but the last activity that they want us to do, so that you can get your certificates, is they want us to stop and think about one thing that you can apply to your life, one principle that you can apply to your life from each one of the sessions. Now, I don't know if they put the titles. Okay, there they are. So, Sunday was a biblical foundation. Monday was relationship and marriage. Tuesday was parenting, sexuality, aging gracefully, and then today. So, for those of you that have been here the whole time, <laughs> um, I would like for you, if you can think of something, one principle that you can apply to your life that you learned from one of those sessions. And Ron has the microphone, so (laughs) I'll let you think about it for a second, because you might not remember. How many were here for building a firm foundation? Okay, we got one right behind you, Ron. Yeah.
0: Sure. So, from the biblical foundation, there are So many voices in the world around us trying to tell us how to raise our kids, how to build a family, and we need to be solid, have a a solid foundation with uh, the Bible and the Bible only as our guide and not all these other voices.
1: Amen. Okay. Anybody for the next one? Does anybody have something for relationship and marriage? Okay. Um, they, were express, they were saying how very important it is to have a strong relationship above your children, above your parents. You need to be, first and foremost, um, connected with your spouse. And when you are, everything else in your family dynamics will fall into place. Mm. Amen. Good one. Okay,
2: parenting. Did we do the sexual one?
1: No. We're not there yet. We're, at the, we're on the parenting one. Does anybody want to share... Something that you. Notes,
2: that's
1: oh, <laughs> it's okay. Oh, there's somebody in the back.
2: I'm just the biggest thing I would
0: parenting was just keep your kids involved at church, like you're saying, get them involved in every type of activity you can, from pathfinders to the service to mm. greeters, whatever.
1: Okay, that's that's good. What about the sexuality? Who? Okay, there you
2: are. <laughs> uh, like the father and mother, I'm um, joining. Um, purity, passport. I, I know um, one flesh. I briefly my notes.
1: <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. It's okay. Does but anybody else remember anything from that one? <laughs> Okay,
0: let's go to the next one. Oh, okay. um, Sex is a gift from God, Mm -hmm. and it's a result of a well-developed relationship. Nothing to hurry. And it's the biggest misunderstood thing in the world. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> misguided mis- uh, and misunderstood.
1: I guess we found out about that last night, right? <laughs>
0: that you. <too. laughs>
1: okay, anybody on aging gracefully? Anybody want to share anything that you gained from that? Yeah, oh, Petra, over there. It is a blessing to have the older generation
2: in our church and it's a, of great benefit to the younger generations to to stay close to the older ones and Mm -hmm. and benefit from their wisdom and, and also have a strong bond so that they don't feel left out. Amen.
1: You know, I'm glad you said that. It's really important to, because a lot of you, maybe not you guys, but there's a lot of families who don't have any family that lives in the area they come to a church, and there is no family, and to make those connections, you know, I have 10 grandchildren that are spread all over the country, and I'm so thankful when my daughters tell me, or my sons, or whoever, tell me that, you know, they call this person grandma or grandpa or whatever. That doesn't offend me in any way. I am so thankful that my kids are being um, blessed and loved by somebody else as well as me, you know. I've, I mean, i pour out everything I can on them when I, when I do get to see them. But a lot of times we have no idea what families are going through. We have single parents, we have grandparents raising their kids. But the thing is, is if we can be those grandparents to some of these, these kids that don't have somebody, these families that need that older generation, they need that, um, that listening ear or whatever, that is so important. And um, I think that that's one way that that book also talks about having, um, building those connections and, and encouraging our, our older generation and our younger generations to, to get together and, and be more, um, you know, more family, even though they're not really your family. So I think that's very important. So, in closing, We did our closing activity, and I just want to let you know that I'm very proud of of all of you who came, (laughs) and especially those that came for the uh, the whole time. And so I have a certificate up here for those of you that finished the class, and for the rest of you, I have all of these resources, and I have an envelope, so if you have not gotten these resources already, you're welcome to come and take uh, one of these so that I have some quick start guides. Now, if I happen to run out, I can mail them to you, okay? I can get more. So if you don't, you're not able to get these. This is also, I didn't tell you about this, this is um, Advent sources, or Adventist um, resource, our best Adventist resource besides Pacific Press. So this has, this is the one for Family Ministries. So this has different things that you can, um, where you can get resources. I also have a little letter in here and it's for the Family Ministries leader. Even if you're not the Family Ministries leader, it tells you exactly how to get to those websites and how to get to all of the resources that are at the North American division and also at the General Conference. How to get your your um, this book, the family. Uh, what's it called? I also <laughs> I also have this other book. This was put together by Andrews University. It's called Helping Herding Members. This also has some really good resources. I only have a few left of these, so if you feel like you would. Be you really use it, Um, please take one. But I only have five left, so and I did give some of these to some of you, so you already have them. But anyway, let's close with prayer, and then you guys can come up and you can get these resources. So, thank you all for coming, thank you for your interest in family ministries, thank you for your heart for ministry and for families and for people. Um, in your congregations, and also in your community. I know that God is going to use you um, in a powerful way. We we know that our families are falling apart, and um, some of you in your own families have experienced it in your lives, and so you I know that you have a real burden and a passion. So um, I just want to let you know that we have a lot of resources at the conference office. We are developing more. We are developing a a better website where we're going to be able to have lots of different resources. We are going to be having a newsletter that will go out. We're not sure how, how often it will come out, but I finally have a ministry assistant who is starting um, July 1, so I'm super excited. <laughs> so I'm hoping that we can do a lot more, and um, with God's help, we will. So let's have prayer, and then you guys can get your resources. Father in heaven, thank you so much for being here. I thank you for each person that's here and for their heart for ministry, for their desire to uh, do all they can to minister to the families in their church and also their community. I pray for their own homes and their own families and their own marriages. And I ask that you would continue to um, give them your thoughts, your ideas, that you would bless them in a mighty way. And as we go from this place, that um, you will send us forth more equipped and more ready to um, be leaders, and you will help us to develop the team in our church that that you would have and that you would give us the ideas and the thoughts that we need. And thank you again um, for your love and your goodness to us. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: To listen to more of these presentations, you may visit the audio archives at misda.org slash audio 22 or search for Michigan Conference Camp Meeting wherever you get your podcasts.